got a little s- slow start, but uh, the Colbert Podcast is uh, finally, we're in the studio, Jerry, we're in the studio. It's coming to fruition. <laughs> That's right. I'm uh, David Colbert, and I got my expert analysis of the NFL and the NBA. We'll get to that later, but it's uh, Jared Brohard. How you doing today, bud? Hello, America. <laughs> I'm doing well. All right. I think uh, I think we got high expectations about this podcast. We're going to be good at just cutting the shit. That's that's <laughs> going to be our main motto because I think we were, we've watched way too much ESPN and SportsCenter, and I just I can't be told the same thing over and over and over again. You know, so I think we're just going to bring something hopefully different. And um, I don't want to bring like a fans aspect to this. I don't like I don't want to bring that bullshit. But I do want to bring stuff that people aren't talking about because I feel like. There's a lot of stuff that I don't want to see on, you know, dumbed maybe, down Sports Center. Maybe we shouldn't uh, shouldn't say that when we're getting ready to spend a whole show talking about Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're talking say what? <laughs> say that, that we're not, we're going to talk about stuff that other people aren't going to talk about, and then we're going <laughs> to feed them some oh, more gonna... Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because obviously this is our first episode, and it's got to be dedicated to Peyton Manning because this is I don't think this has happened in a long time. I've obviously was I wasn't around uh, I was around but I was a little kid when Montana switched teams but I don't think a high profile quarterback like this a Hall of Famer four time MVP all that stuff all the stats and records has ever switched in in what I from what I can remember um, yeah. and and as much drama as this is you know I mean we don't know if he can really play and you know they're saying he can and and uh, but yeah that's that's what we're gonna start. And, that's uh, that's the beauty of the NFL with with the year roundness of it now. I uh, I consider myself an all around sports fan, but uh, here we are in the middle of the heat of March Madness, the day the Final Four is decided, and I find myself not even caring about that and yeah. just getting my daily fix of Tim Tebow and Peyton Manning exactly. drama throughout the day. Still, exactly. Like I, I mean, I can't get enough of this soap opera. That's all, <laughs> exactly. That's all it is. But okay, so. Obviously, really late to to, to the to the recording. Uh, we're doing this uh, March twenty fifth, so it's Sunday. He did what did he come out Monday? Yeah, I yeah. So this this the is, decision was yeah, on Monday. And speaking of the decision, I think he probably did this as much class as as anybody could do it. I mean, don't you agree with that? Yeah, he kind of kind of did did a, did a really good job of keeping his head down throughout the whole process. And uh, when the time and, was right, I, I thought the. Uh, the interview and the press conference and everything that followed at Denver was just uh, yeah, pretty, seen, pretty classy. Yeah, yeah pretty around. classy. And he, he seemed really honest, and you know, and even though he did stick it to Tebow, I, mean, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had I, yeah. I I just really feel like that was maybe a little bit of part of the decision. But yeah, but I mean, this is the probably the best way I could think of doing it. I mean, as when you look at like LeBron, that was the worst way you could do it. The only the only thing that really rubbed me the wrong way of that day was was John Elway up there before anybody started talking. He was just like smiling and pointing yeah. at people in the crowd. Just, well, hey, yeah, yeah, I know you. Look at me. Well, yeah, he, he obviously <laughs> doesn't know how to do it the right way. I mean, God, like the whole Tebow drama <laughs> that whole season. I mean, he it was he made it so obvious in the nicest way that he did not <laughs> yeah. want Tebow to be his quarterback. I think he was just so happy when the press conference yeah. rolled around to, that he knew the Tebow era was nearing an end. And he just <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, the grin and, off then, his face. and then I think we were talking about this yesterday was that this is a win-win situation for him. I mean, he wanted Tebow out. 
this is probably the only quarterback you could get that that would just justify that. Yeah, there's still some of the some of the hardcore Tebow maniacs up in arms about it, but yeah, yeah for the most part, the fan base. Is I mean, that's what he wants. He, he didn't want to be stuck with Tim Tebow, right? And for whatever reason, you could say pocket passer or whatever. He didn't want him as his quarterback for the long term, and so he gets Peyton. All this buzz in Denver now. I mean, everybody's looking at Denver, which I bet you they're happy about because I mean they they love the attention and they love their football team, and and now I mean, the win win is okay. He does great. I mean, hey, Elway made a great move. If he doesn't do great, hey, Elway still got rid of Tivo. Right. You know, like right. I mean, he like he just say, hey, look, I tried. You know, I got <laughs> I got the one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time to come in. You know, it's too bad. I mean, I'm hoping that Peyton's neck holds up. I, I mean. Yeah, I I I know that every report says that he has official clearance from every doctor he's talked to, but there's just something about, and they say that a big hit wouldn't have any effect on that, but there's just something about well, just next surgery yeah. in general. And then I did I did notice in that press conference how he was talking with the teams and and how he he was honest with them. He wasn't trying to hide anything, and he said that there, he didn't say specifically, but he said that there wasn't things that he can do yet. Yeah, he didn't like lay those out to the media, but yeah, I'd be interested to to know what those limitations yeah. are. But it sounds like, uh, as far as a timetable, he thinks he's going to be ready for opening day. But it'll definitely be something to keep an eye on. Right, right, exactly. So, but if he can't go, some of the great news that I uh, recently read, they did bring in Caleb Haney from the Chicago <laughs> Bears. So, yeah, he, you know, he's they got a viable backup he's, now. <laughs> he's definitely key. He knows how to get in those situations to win games. <laughs> yeah. God. What's weird is I actually thought he did good in that. Remember that championship game last year? Yeah. And then yeah. and then he and then I was like, okay, they're gonna be okay. Cutler leaving, you know, the Cutler's <laughs> out. And then Haney's just terrible. That's the uh, he did so bad that Mike Martz had to retire. That's how bad <laughs> he did. That's the old Kevin Kevin Cobb effect there to look good for a few games and then you get a lot of money and some yeah. playing time and it all goes downhill. Yeah. Okay, so we got to get to. Um, I actually we have to lay it out I guess for whoever's listening to this but I mean <laughs> uh, I am a San Francisco 49ers fan I'm from the the Bay Area and you were obviously a big Kansas City Chiefs fan yeah from um, from the Midwest so this, born in Wichita so Chiefs are really the only only local NFL team so I've I've been a been a solid fan for 20 years or so <laughs> that's right and then so this Peyton kind of deal I mean it affected every I mean, every a lot of teams but um, it affected us Definitely. it's gonna affect you yeah. a lot yeah but, yeah but it did yeah. affect me because you only had to deal with it for a couple weeks <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to deal with it all season yeah, I mean, <laughs> so. uh, you know like I don't want to like what well, we were talking about that too but our expectation of this of this show is like I don't want us to you know be the sports guy where we bring in our Bias opinions because we like our teams. You know, I'm, I'm not going to mention San Francisco every episode like the guy does about Boston. <laughs> so, but um, I did get sucked in. I have to say about that. I mean, you know, they weren't even talking about San Francisco, and then this report came out that you know Peyton had a secret meeting, <laughs> and then I, I have to say, as a fan, I was just like, oh my god, what if we're going to get like I could just I was imagining. Oh, that's what I have to say too is this is why free agency is just as good as the regular season because it's almost like it's almost not better but your imagination just goes off the roof yeah. you know what I, I mean like yeah. any any time your team makes some kind of pick or you know pick up or whatever even the draft i mean you're just thinking oh like 
Okay, so Peyton Manning, I'm thinking Peyton Manning to Randy Moss to Manningham and to Crabtree, which I think he's pretty good. And then that defense, and then I got you know Frank Gore. I, I, you just think about Put him in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You just have this automatic, oh, we're going to do great, you know? Yeah, I kind of went through the same thing, although I, I saw that uh, Chiefs GM Scott Pioli came out and said that they did approach Manning, that he just never threw them any serious consideration. But, yeah, as soon as I as soon as soon I heard that he was looking around and that some of the uh, some of the talking heads were saying the Chiefs might be an option, just all of a sudden everyone else on their team just looks so much better, even though I know it's a, a clouded fan's yeah. point of view. But, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's why I love it, too, because, I mean, then the draft's going to come up, too, and, like, I mean, that's going to have a whole different outlook on, you know, what I see my team doing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But um, but we'll get a little bit into free agency after we talk about, uh, I guess, the process. That's what I want to get to is, like, the whole process. So um, so it was down to three teams. It was down to San Francisco, uh, the Tennessee Titans, and the Broncos that Peyton was seriously thinking about. And, um, you know, now looking back on it, I don't think there was there was, in, there was no other choice of him not going to Denver. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I – I feel uh, I feel like now that all the chips have fallen back into place, those other two teams really aren't out anything. I know Alex Smith, I guess, flirted with Miami for a while, but realistically, I mean, if he wanted to stay on a winning team, San Francisco was more or less his only option. Um, yeah, I mean, nobody wants it. <laughs> and the, the Tennessee situation was never that volatile. I mean, I don't know if Jake Locker's the guy yet or not, but they I, – I'm Matt Hasselbeck's a veteran guy. Or Matthew, I think he goes by Matthew Hasselbeck now. <laughs> he's a, a veteran guy that even if he is still planning on being I a starter, say, he's I not going to be – I do respect his brother, Tim. Tim Hasselbeck, yeah. <laughs> he's all right. Yeah, he's right, <laughs> yeah good guy. But, uh, <laughs> but I say I like – him, let's just talk about the teams he didn't pick. So San Francisco, um, obviously everybody says that, oh, you should, he should have picked that from a football standpoint because, you know, the defense was stacked, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, I think it has to do with the NFC. He did not want to play in the NFC with his brother. That's what right. everybody's saying, and I think that has the most weight of all is right. that, I mean, he he didn't want to play against his brother in the playoffs and then put him out, you know, or him getting put like that. I guess they'd be even worse. I didn't even think about that. If he got beat by his brother in the playoffs, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would be – yeah, that would be even worse because now his brother has two Super Bowl rings yeah. and he's, he's looking like the, the chump. Yeah, every uh, – every everyone was saying after the Giants won the Super Bowl last year that, that is Eli the, the better quarterback now. I don't think that's uh, – yeah, that's think, getting a little carried away. Because yeah, <laughs> I think Eli had more – maybe a better team, better defense. Yeah. Teams. But, okay, so obviously it's like a San Francisco out. The Titans, I think, you know – I don't know, I just maybe just uh, out of respect or because maybe he had to look at it because I think Titans were ready to send him a boatload of money. That's, yeah. what, that's what the thing was. Yeah, I, I don't – I think that team, I'm not sure what they finished, 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight last year, something, yeah, something like, like that. that. I, I think they've got a realistic chance of being a good team. Um, get a guy like Kenny Britt was out all year for him. He's going to help big time when he gets back. Chris Johnson had the uh, the contract situation at the beginning of the year, I think. He'll have a, yeah, a pretty finally, good bounce back he, he here. He didn't bounce back to like what? To, I mean, the way into the yeah. Season. I don't think I, it with, that's another uh, a weapon that you could see if Manning had a, a back like that doing some some things with. So yeah. I, yeah, I think they were a fairly realistic suitor, but I, I I don't consider them in the same boat as as Denver or San Francisco in that yeah. process. But yeah. So um, yeah. So then I mean that's the only other option is Denver. I mean that's that's where it is. I think you know. 
and that they everybody's talking about this too is that you know Elway did better in like he won the Super Bowls later in his career, right? The latest career. So I think that I mean Peyton wa- wants to go somewhere where he's comfortable, and he, and then he has the understanding with Elway that you know this is it. I mean he's got I mean four or five years left, and then that's that's his end. It's, it's just hard for me to talk objectively about that as a Chiefs fan. It makes me want to throw up. But that, no, but it. see, we're not going to do that. But, oh, yeah, we're, we're, not we're, we're not fans. We're not fans. <laughs> we are officially media members <laughs> now. We're analysts, okay? That's what they call each other. Yeah. Like, just like people that are consultants in business. No, we're analysts. All right. Yeah, we can call each other that. We have business cards and everything. Okay, so, all right, so we picked Denver. Um, now we just got to talk about, like, what the, I mean, the ripple effect. Um Tebow's out. Yeah, Tebow's uh, out. Maybe I, I'll, let's get to Tebow a little bit later. But now let's talk about who he's going to play with. Um, I mean, you look at his weapons. I mean, there was there was nobody there. Yeah, I, I don't except know. Except for Demarius. And I, I, yeah, I have a – I don't think Decker was I have was a hard great. time evaluating uh, some of the offensive talent based on the guy that was throwing the ball. Granted, Tebow, everyone knows he stacked up the wins there for a while, but – Nobody really knows how these guys can play with a quarterback that can actually air the ball out. So, yeah, you got guys that have shown some things. Uh, Eric Decker, Demarius Thomas, but they're wait. Kinda... So, uh, I have a question: Is Demarius Thomas is he a tight end or a receiver? He's a receiver. Okay, because he's he's just a big dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's a big dude. Uh, they brought in Jacob Tammy from Indianapolis, who was Dallas Clark's backup, so okay. somewhat. Familiar guy. And Dallas that, is still out of a job, right? He doesn't have. Yeah, him. I've heard rumors that he might be on the on the Denver bandwagon, but nothing official. I saw they yeah. were. Uh, and that's another thing we got to talk about is that, you know, they were saying, okay, wherever Peyton goes, so the the other his boys go. Yeah, you know? yeah. They were saying Reggie Wayne Saturday, um, and Dallas Clark. They were all going to follow Peyton, and so far none of them yeah. follow Peyton. Pierre Garçon went to the Redskins. Redskins yeah. uh, Jeff Saturday recently signed with the Packers. Uh, although there was is staying with the Colts, right? I, so. I wonder about like people were shocked about Jeff Saturday. I wonder what that that quarterback center relationship is just weird to me. I mean, just like some, yeah, because I mean, there's no way he's calling the the, the checks or anything. Like that's Peyton's yeah, money. that's that. I mean, I, I guess I don't know. Maybe they're just best buds, or that's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I guess um, Saturday owes a lot to him because I mean, he won him a Super Bowl, and and I think. I don't think Saturday's really been hurt. I think he's been pretty no, he's, consistent. He's I can't blame blame him for wanting to play for the Packers. I mean, obviously they're in win now mode, and uh, he's thirty six or so. He's got not a lot of years left in him, so probably a probably a good career move on his part. Right. So, um, so he's gonna be throwing to Demarius Thomas and I guess Decker. Yeah, uh, and then Tammy. Yeah, and the running game. I mean, you got no Sean Moreno was dinged up quite a bit last year. Uh, I think Willis Willis is still going to do. Yeah, McGay. He's old, but but good still. He was he was. Uh, he won't get winning near years for Tebow. <laughs> yeah, I think he's all excited about this move, but he's not going to be playing that much at all. I mean, yeah, just... the the running game kind of is in the same boat as their the receiving core for me. You don't know what they can do when they don't get as many opportunities because obviously they were running the ball 60 times a game last year yeah and passing it 10 or 15 so kind of kind of going to be a very interesting to see how their offense falls into place yeah. i think yeah and then so so okay now let's just look towards i guess the, you know the season um now that we've talked about who his weapons are but 
I had you look this up because you're you're my uh, statistician. You you got all the books, but but I just I was I was like interested is that you know Peyton gets it done. I mean maybe it's not always pretty, but he he's guaranteed how many like yeah ten plus wins uh, every year since two thousand one. He had a first shaky first three years, but really who doesn't? But uh, so yeah, I mean I with that I guess they would be the favorite to win the division. They won the division last year at eight and eight, but. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think there's some uh, some realistic competition in that division that that was I think very mediocre last year. I think people year. are just you know writing this off that it's it's automatic playoff berth. But I, yeah. I think I think that you know the rest of the teams are pissed off. Like, yeah, I mean I, I'd be like, I bet Phil Rivers is like yeah, I, saw, I bet he can't wait to play him. I saw a quote that said or something some headline that said he was kind of hoping that Manning did end up in the division. I don't know if that's just a a motivational tactic or what? Who knows? Yeah, because I mean, and, and I think those will be great games because you know, he uh, he scores points. I mean, like, yeah. knock him all you want, like they don't they don't turn on to the the end of the season, but yeah, I mean, they still score a lot of points. So yeah, I don't know that. Uh, I, I and they still have North Turner still there. I'm yeah. uh, kind of surprised. I don't know. I think that team. I think their window's closing pretty fast if it hasn't. I think closed it's closing, already. but I think this year I don't know. It's I, I think it's going to be a little bit wild in the AFC West. Yeah, that's what I think it is. The Chargers now, also they uh, they lose Mike Tolbert to the Panthers, Vincent Jackson to the Bucks, uh, and they bring in Eddie Royal from the Broncos. So I think that's uh, that's with with Tolbert and Jackson out. I think that's a big chunk of offense they'll be missing out. You saw yeah. they definitely missed Darren Sproles when he left two years ago. So I think right. that could hurt. Yeah, and I think uh, I don't even know if we really want to talk about the Raiders because I mean, who knows? I didn't even. I, I was I was so kind of embarrassed. I didn't even know who the the head coach was <laughs> yeah. anymore. You know? They. Uh, I think uh, again. What's his it, name? Did you look? Uh, up? Yeah, Dennis Allen is the. Where coach. did he come from? Uh, he was the Broncos D coordinator. Actually, oh, okay, so, all right. Yeah. Oh man, that that kind of that's kind of weird then because, I mean, not weird, but. Uh, yeah, this division's had a lot of. Uh, I mean, the defense did great them. last yeah. year, but yeah. that has to be because of the defense core mostly. I mean, I, I know you got Von Miller and, and Champ Bailey, but yeah, and they did. They had some times where they gave up some points, but they. they so uh, now you don't even know if the defense is going to do as good as they did yeah. last year. And I don't. The Raiders, like I thought, the, I thought the coaching carousel might slow down a little bit post Al Davis, but I mean, three coaches in three years, I just. I think that just screws everything up, and I honestly think that's back-to-back years where they've made a mistake in firing their coach. I thought uh, Hugh Jackson had, yeah, he had a pretty pretty good year with what he was working with last year with McFadden yeah, banged think, up all I year. I think it was it was uh, that GM though. Um, what's his name? I don't know. Nah, I, like, I know he's that big black dude. He, <laughs> yeah. he, I don't know. His Reggie name. McKenzie. Yeah, I yeah. Think so yeah, name. so he came in and and I think he has a big a big ego. Yeah. Like, so he just came in and cleaned the house and and he, I mean that's his franchise now pretty much. I mean the. The the sun doesn't do anything. You know? Yeah, yeah. He just stands and sits there with his Dutch boy haircut. <laughs> yeah. God, he's crazy as his father. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to. They'll be they'll be interesting to see. They, they uh, with McFadden healthy all year. I think they could still be a pretty viable offense. Yeah, uh, I see think what the, Carson Palmer. Yeah, does I think in year Carson's two. got a couple years left. And yeah, and uh, yeah, I think I think they're gonna, but. The thing is, I never really follow the Raiders. Like I just because it's always it's not even about the football with the Raiders. It's always about the mess. The <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. like it's not even worth thing talking about. So I think the big ones are who I mean we got to look at is is San Diego, which we talked about, and then and then I, we're gonna come around. We gotta to talk your, about your, my Chiefs, <laughs> baby. Your Chiefs. Um, <laughs> so uh, you guys have been making a lot of moves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think honestly, the biggest moves are just 
people coming back from devastating injuries last year. Fortunately, I think all their main guys that got hurt bad were hurt at the beginning of the season, so they had all of last year to recover more or less. So they should be should be ready to go with guys like Jamal Charles, Tony Moyaki, Eric Berry, three huge players for them. Um, free agency has been nice for them too. I think uh, bring in Peyton Hillis, who hopefully will have a – Maybe a maybe an attitude and try to resurrect his career. I think it'd be a great complimentary back to Charles. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he'll he's gonna bulldoze some people. I think and this this might be the fan talking in me, but Jamal Charles is probably the most underrated big time back in the league. And if you get Peyton Hillis running ninety percent of what he used to, I, to me that could be one of the best backfields yeah. in the league. I think. But. Yeah, and then I think I I think you guys are gonna look pretty good and then i think you have the biggest thing going with you is is that romeo is your head coach right and i like romeo a lot and he has history with Peyton. right uh yeah he uh obviously was the d coordinator for new england i think like 01 to 04 when they were and, making their run like when they yeah were making the dynasty and two of those super bowl runs they uh ran into the colts in the playoffs and handled their down. business yeah. and uh so hopefully that that trend will continue in I the think, division yeah, play I mean, that has to be a big boost is because he has so much familiarity with Peyton and what he does and right. you know and i mean he's a defensive mastermind you guys are the only one stopped the packers last yeah year, so. yeah so i think if i mean defense i think you're set I pretty think, solid defense yeah. they bring in uh i think go ahead uh, they bring in stanford route who was a, a pretty decent corner from oakland so kind of taking away from a division rival and adding to your team at the same same time and he's obviously going to be familiar with Oakland so I think there's a lot of a lot of positive things like that going on in KC. Yeah. So. I think yeah there's a lot of there's a lot to talk about. And but, you got Brady Quinn, man. Come yeah. On. <laughs> yeah, like I that's a, that's a, that's the biggest question mark you guys. Is, it, is it Matt Castle is going to do, you know, better. But and then about Brady Quinn, uh, yeah, you guys got this guy, I was the one who broke the news to you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I have my many sources in, that's the, in one the of the. That anyway. was one of the happiest days of my <laughs> life when I found out my Chiefs got Brady Quinn. But I, 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 I wanted to bring up this point that that nobody really talks about is that nothing's been more said about a guy that really hasn't done much. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess, I mean, at least Tebow started in one game, so yeah, and won a playoff game. I mean, the last time I remember this happening was. Uh, Chris Sims, you remember him when he uh, played yeah. for the Bucks, and yeah. and then I think there's always this this moment that cha- that always I mean anybody's life, but in quarterbacks is like if there's an injury, um, sometimes they never really come back, and, yeah. they, and they never get another shot to come exactly. back. Exactly, that's, that's the thing to say too is that Chris Sims um, he had that appendix burst, you know, yeah. in the game, yeah. and he I think they were actually doing good from what I remember, but. I mean, he was just set up as the starter, and then he did that. He was all at season, and then there he goes. He's, yeah. he's on a number of backups. Uh, I've always, I've always kind of had a theory that there's a team full of Hall of Famers that just never got a second shot that could have been great somewhere. You know, uh, yeah. I don't want to get carried away saying Hall of Famers, but just recent guys that come to mind, like a guy like David Carr, like gets absolutely pounded his first couple years yeah. with the Texans, just. Uh, bounces around a little bit at backup gigs and never really gets back on the field. Whereas uh, your guy Alex Smith, I mean, he's he's a guy you might now he now he lucked out. Yeah, because... he's gotten more chances than he probably should yeah, have. And yeah, now, exactly. Now he's maybe showing what you can do if you do get enough chances and and somebody sticks with you. Yeah. I think it can. And then for these guys, you can always it's always like the excuses, you know. Like I don't I don't think we really understand that. Um, or people don't understand is that you have to have this like killer instinct to win, like to win games. Yeah, and I think yeah. nobody really says that about 
the quarterbacks that don't have that killer instinct. You know? Yeah. Um, and I don't. I mean, I like Alex Smith. I just you know I don't think he he has what Brady or or, or um, Peyton or Rogers or even um, Cam Newton. Like Cam yeah. Newton has a killer instinct. Yeah. But what I was saying about Chris Sims, going back to that, is that. Everywhere he went, uh, like somebody would pick him up. They would talk about it. I think he went to the Titans. They would talk about, oh, Chris Sims got picked up. You know? <laughs> yeah. And he's and he never sh- Why saw is the this field still again. news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why are we still talking about this guy? Shit about so, this guy. <laughs> so, 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 so Brady Quinn has a lot of parallels with him because obviously he got he was number one pick. Uh, I'm not. I'm sorry. Like first rounder. Yeah. First rounder by the uh, Browns. And there's a big buzz. So he finally comes in, and I and I think he d- he does all right. But then he breaks his finger, and he's yeah. out for the rest of the season. Next and thing then, you know, Derek Anderson's ripping your gig, and you got nowhere to go. Yeah, and then and then uh, and then the whole Mike Holmgren you know thing comes in. And, yeah, and then you're traded to um, the, the Broncos, and then well, you got to go through all the Tebow stuff. Well, hopefully now in Kansas City, uh, I mean I know as part of that fan base, they're not nobody's exactly thrilled to have Matt Castle as our quarterback anymore, and so hopefully. If it gets to a point where he's either injured or found his way to the bench, so, I mean, hopefully that's a reliable guy. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe it would be a good place for him to get another yeah, I shot think, at I think it. he definitely has the uh, confidence level. I think Brady does. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I think he – unlike Blaine Gabbert or somebody who doesn't yeah. have confidence. But, <laughs> but um, so Blaine I, Gabbert just looks like a – he looks like he was afraid to be on the field with a couple well, of games yeah, I watched. I mean, as a as a I would as a real person. That's wrong. what I'm saying. As a, as a real person, like yeah, I would definitely be scared of these gigantic yeah. guys coming at me all the time. But I mean, that's that's what he's done his whole life, you know. Like, yeah. And so to be scared just then, it's just I, I can't believe it. But yeah, I guess that's how it shows. You know how the game is fast and and you know rough. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I think yeah, Kansas City's. Got a lot to look forward to. Um, Denver obviously has a lot to look forward to, um, but then still, I just, I just don't know. I don't think, I don't think it's going to pan out as everybody's saying it is. Right. I really don't. I, it's I mean, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait for it. Yeah, I just, I, I really hope that he does not get hurt, but I just can't see him just taking hits and then yeah. falling on that neck and then just you know getting back up like it's no big deal. I mean, yeah. he had to secretly go to Europe to get you know. That stem cell <laughs> yeah. stuff. I mean, that's just not for normal, yeah. normal uh, injuries. It's not like a herniated disc, or I don't even know what, <laughs> what happens in the neck. But I saw a, 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 an interview headline or something with Peyton Manning today, talking about how he needed to brush up on the the new rules of the collect, collective bargaining agreement because, like, apparently there's new policies in place about how much time you can spend organized team practices and time you can spend oh, at the yeah. facilities so that could be another uh big setback for him because i know he would probably if he had it his way he'd probably be there all day every day but i think that might right. slow him down a little bit too yep so he comes in he, he sticks to the tebow and then our, our uh little tebow guy he he picks the big city <laughs> yeah and i yeah. mean this obviously i mean i man like it the the amount of media attraction he gets <laughs> is amazing I have nothing. I have really nothing against him. I, mean, I don't I, either. I, people say you either love him or hate him. I, I'm one of, I guess, yeah, the few I, people that's kind of. I'm just in the middle. Like, like I, you know, I enjoy watching him. I, I did. You know, I, I can't. I'm not gonna lie. I can't stop reading updates and staying posted on what he's doing. Exactly. Just like yeah, the rest like, of America. Yeah. But so, whatever. I mean, uh, man. I mean, this is. I, I could talk about this for hours. This is just, <laughs> this is huge. Okay. Um, so I guess the one thing. So the one thing was is that they're saying that he had a choice to go to Jacksonville 
yeah. his hometown or the Jets, and he picked the Jets. Yeah, and I heard Denver kind of kind of played nice and kind of helped him uh, as long as the offers they were going to receive in return were similar. They were going to go with whatever he wanted to do, so See. at least they kind of gave him that attaboy but, on the way out the door. That's good. <laughs> so. But I think that, that says so much about Tebow is that um, he – He's a killer too, I think. I mean, yeah. he, he wants to go where. I mean, he didn't want to go to Jacksonville. It doesn't matter if he's the hometown hero. Yeah, he wants to win. Yeah, and I and he wants to be in the spotlight. I mean, yeah, that, he cherishes that. He, like, I guess he'll <laughs> never he'll never say that outright, but I mean, God, yeah. he, he that's what he wants. Yeah, and you can't get it anywhere else bigger than you know New York City. So, and I think I and I like you know they're saying about the Jets too is that. They don't win, but they'll bring in something that they're the attention. Yeah, exactly. They leave the winning to the Giants in that stadium. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I got to think Tebow going there. I mean, I know they kind of threw a little money at Mark Sanchez and a little couple more years of commitment. Well, to let, him, yeah, let's but, talk about that too. Is that the whole controversy at the end of the season was you know Sanchez lost his uh, conf- or yeah, he lost his confidence and that he was get he wasn't getting along with. Um, uh, Santonio Holmes, and there was a big feud and stuff, and he stayed mum on that. He didn't say a word. Right. The whole, when the season ended, it, and then when did he start opening his mouth? When he got that, that $40 yeah. million dollar extension. <laughs> yeah. Then he started saying it wasn't cool that those unnamed sources talked bad about him and stuff yeah. like that. And then when does he shut up again? Right when Tebow <laughs> Yeah, he hasn't said anything since they signed Tebow. But. Yeah, he, like he he has zero confidence. Yeah, I, I don't know. I got to think Tim Tebow's sitting there not – a hundred percent accepting of his role. Yeah, I think he thinks he has a chance at landing that job at some point, whether it be through. Oh, definitely. I mean, that, <laughs> that was the that was the entire reason because he knows that Mark. San- I, I don't. I think we've seen what we've seen of Mark Sanchez. I'm really hoping it was Schottenheimer because I honestly think that guy had no creativity at all. Yeah, and his, his offense just just it looked ugly. It, it was, wasn't. It was boring. To yeah, watch, it was just boring. <laughs> yeah, so like I, I I'm hoping that's the reason. But then it's like Tony Soprano. I mean, I don't see him being that creative. I mean, I know he did the wild yeah, but yeah. what I guess I, what we're not going to see is the deep routes and all that. You know, all those big plays right. that we see from the other quarterbacks, which I guess I. And biased too, but <laughs> but I mean, I guess they're trying to go back to the ground and pound and all that stuff. Yeah, and I guess and, Soprano, and Tebow. I mean, I, Soprano, sorry. Tebow could help in that game, you know. But who who knows if that's uh, if that's going to be a viable part of the offense or not? But I, I saw Rex Ryan came out and say that he expects him to contribute heavily, and it sounds like they're going to be leaning on that wildcat package pretty hard. So yeah, and which is weird because that uh, you know the. The Patriots figured that out. I mean, yeah. They dominated him. <laughs> Tebow did not know what to do. All right, and then going back to Tebow's hidden agenda, because I think, I mean, he has a million of these, to be to, honest. To become the starter. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember when he was, the big controversy when Kyle Warden was playing, you know, in, in Denver, and he was sitting behind him. And and remember when the billboards came up about, you know, put Tebow yeah. in and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, the lobbyists yeah. doing their work. Right. What they are saying was is that um, – Kyle Ward and like the quarterbacks kind of had like a little um, player fine kind of thing. Like if somebody did something wrong, they would fine each other. You know, nothing big, just like just yeah, to say, kind like, of hey, promoting that cool that they're conducting themselves right, properly. Right. right. Yeah. So so when that whole billboard came out, um, Orton and Brady Quinn, you know, did this little quarterback fine to Tebow because Tebow did not once denounce that that uh, billboard. 
And it, he kind of just, yeah, he just let it be known. So, yeah, that, I think you're kind of right on that. That it's, he's kind of okay with uh, the so-called Tebow maniacs doing their thing and and lobbying on his behalf because it does kind of put that added pressure on the coach and the and the management exactly. of the team to yeah. and you to know get him to his starting yeah. position. Yeah, and then that's that's what I was. But you know what? I don't knock him for that because you yeah, know, yeah. he he's a winner. I mean, that, that's what he wants to be in there yeah, to win yeah. games. You know, and like if if he goes in and he never progresses and then he does bad. I mean, yeah, at least at least he was in there, and that's I think that's a big deal. Is that um, everybody's just knock his mechanics and all that stuff, but. I mean, he came in and he won. So I right. mean, that's that's what you gotta that's what you have to look at and hopefully see if he can improve on that. Yeah. But um, well, it looks like our uh, producer behind the the glasses gave me the, <laughs> the end of the show here. On the clock, here. wrap it up. <laughs> but, uh, but I think you know I, I'm glad that our first show had to be about you know one of the most interesting and like free agency periods I've ever been really kind of witness of. Yeah. Um, I couldn't be more excited about. Everything that's coming up, like the, the draft, the, the mini camp, all that stuff, like training camps, and then of course the season. Um, I think next show we have a lot to talk about. I'm um, obviously the draft's coming up. Um, I can't wait to talk about you know Andrew Luck and RG3. Right. I think that's just a, you know a big, big shifting of franchises there. Yeah, that we uh, got to get into. Obviously, um, the big controversy with the the Saints uh, bounty program and and all that affects um, um, their organization and. Um, and the coaches and all that good stuff. So I think we have a lot to look forward to next week. And uh, Should be a good show. We'll chat a, yeah, chat so, a little Final Four as well. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We wouldn't be uh, <laughs> Kansas uh, analysts if we did not talk about the final, a little bit of Final Four. KU's in there. And who are they playing? Uh, they are going to play Ohio State. They're going to play Ohio State. So. Yeah. Um, Again, man, the tournament. State didn't win. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Our, actually, our Wichita State were out pretty. pretty <laughs> yeah. early, so. it's unfortunate that I can't call any of these schools. I've been to my alma mater since I haven't officially graduated from any of them, but that doesn't mean I can't yeah, root for. Yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah. yeah I, that's, I have a. It's so funny, actually. I just want to talk about that being on uh, our campus. Is that. Um, People wear KU stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I yeah. mean, I, I don't really knock it because I've never really lived, lived in a, I mean, I'm not from Kansas. I've, I've only been here a year, but um, you guys are definitely a basketball state. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's uh, that's your deal. have to knock our current school here a little bit. That's how you know you're not at a real college when it's okay to wear other colleges yeah. stuff on campus and nobody yeah, says I would anything ne- I would it. never do that in my other – like I went to Ole Miss Sorry, before hometown. this one. And I would never wear Alabama gear yeah. in Ole yeah. Miss or even um, Mississippi State. I mean that would be ridiculous. Right. But, I mean, you guys just are born KU and Kansas State. Like that's that's it. Those are, those are your two – teams doesn't even yep. i think i mean sometimes i guess ku's basketball season over like overshadows everything yeah there's a there's a very high amount of people in kansas that could care less about professional sports because kansas city's so far away yeah. and you and know, though, on, a, on a local analyst note uh, how'd your uh, t- your basketball team do by the way <laughs> my awesome intramural <laughs> yeah. team uh i think we finished one and seven. Oh, so one and seven that's not bad that's yeah. uh, actually better than i was expecting so. <laughs> yeah, so you'll be like first in the draft next year yeah, so yeah. You'll, you'll have some promise yeah i think we might be moving down to the uh non-competitive ranks <laughs> next year <laughs> playing to get some girls and stuff. yeah, yeah. Wow, that'll be good at least you'll have fun it's all about it's not about winning right? it's just about having fun <laughs> yeah something like that <laughs> 
All right, man. I think I think this is a good show. I think we um, obviously have a lot of more room to improve. Uh, maybe some better equipment when it's like <laughs> me and the producer trying to figure out all this technical <laughs> stuff. But I am excited that you know we're starting this, and I think we have a lot to look forward to. And the Colbert podcast is going to be something to reckon with. I, I have I have a, I have a feeling we're going to get. A gigantic following. We'll, we'll be back next week with more sponsors than you can even imagine. Exactly. So be ready. We're, we're going to be, I mean, flying. We're going to be jet setting all these things, all these <laughs> media events and being right in the thick of things. And and uh, we're going to get in a fight with Scott Van Pelt. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be it's going to be nuts. All right. Thanks for listening. Um, hopefully, we'll have some stuff where you can subscribe. That's what I'm really hoping for. I'm going to get it on iTunes and all that good stuff. But uh, Jared, I will see you next week in the studio. I will be there. Uh, damn it. I was going to say something really cool for our first sign-off, too, and I totally screwed it up there. So, yep, we'll see you all next week on the Colbert Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.